Hello guys, welcome to another Chuck D podcast, more than your normal martial arts gym. Um, this week we had the, um, a bit, I was watching the, the, the Teddy Atlas podcast with on Joe Rogan, it was like a three hour podcast, some amazing stories and some things that I really kind of connected with. Um, some of the stuff that he, the, that he talked about, Look, I just want to kind of go into it and it, and it, and it triggered off a, a few stories and, and some of the coaching experiences that, that I've had um, since, since setting up the gym and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm not going to be mentioning any, any names to kind of protect people's confidentiality and, and, and that kind of thing, but just some, just some interesting stories and, and I mean, even if you recognize some of the stories don't tag don't tag him into it or anything but but just be just be respectful and, and respect the, the the story that's being told because this is more about the the challenge of, of human endeavor as opposed to kind of like a a, a finger pointing game or, or or anything like that um i want people to to learn from this podcast as a, as opposed to seen it as a as a finger pointing game i'm not i'm not into that and i and i don't i don't condone that um but what can happen is that if you can recognize other people's stories then you can learn from that you can learn from other people's stories and it doesn't have to be a like i say it doesn't have to be a, a finger pointing thing it doesn't have to be a, a name calling thing it can be a a brutal examination of experience and and also to see the see how people have have grown and, and adapted or potentially some some lessons that if they if the observation is there and you can isolate the 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 problem then everybody can learn from it okay so one of the one of the first things that 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 Teddy started talking about was his relationship with 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 Mike Tyson, and he he, he says on that says he, he uses boxing to make people's lives better, and and that's that's kind of like how I see martial arts and all the stuff that we do at, at Chalk Day Academy, um, merely using the conduit of martial arts as a as a recognition to how how hard you can be or whether you look for excuses um what your what your work ethic is like how you react when you're when you're tired what's the what's the internal dialogue that you have when faced with a with a tough challenge if you don't if you don't believe in yourself in in being willing to step up to a fight then then that's probably something to work on and if you can recognize that then 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 that's that's what's going to help now Teddy had a had a had a long old story about him looking after his fighters and 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 things like that. And the, the smokers in in New York, they these are like interclubs. These are these are bouts that are done potentially every week, um, but these are a, a kind of low budget shows in in gyms where they can get fighting experience. And essentially have a fight, um, but there's there's less um, formality about it. 
it's it's where fighters build up their experience. So if you haven't had like amateur fights and you haven't had that like ABA experience, then there's this like smoker circuit where they can go to other people's gyms and basically fight against um, someone that they don't know. This is very similar to the 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 interclub circuit in in Thai boxing. Um, however, the the level of contact allowed in in interclubs is is a little bit different. Um, but you still see when um, you're able to judge fighters and how quickly you can you can see whether truth has been told over. The, the fighter's experience or how long they've been training or, or whatever. So when, you, when you're when you putting in a, a, a raw new guy, someone that's maybe trained for three or four months, you're, you, you're there to look after them, you're there to protect them. And you know the, you know what their kind of limitations are. You look over and you, and you see the their opponent kind of warming up and you can tell whether they've had maybe prior boxing experience or, or like kickboxing experience or whatever and um, it becomes a, a skill in being able to judge fighters and also being able to um, assess whether coaches are being honest with you and the thing is is that everyone on the circuit knows who the trustworthy coaches are and and and, and things like this and, and so this is why they, they kind of get either get supported or they, or they don't. Um, so yeah, the, the, the interclub circuit was, was is, is tough and, and it's, a, it's a challenge. It's, it's good for building experience, but it's not at the same level as, as a fight as the, as the smokers are like over in New York and, and that kind of thing. Um, there's more kind of regulation. Um, so yeah, he, he then started talking about Mike Tyson. And when it, when Mike Tyson was 12 years old, he was like 190 pounds of, of pure muscle. Now, 12 years old, you, you can have the physical development, but not necessarily the, the mental tenacity and strength that goes with it, the, the, the emotional maturity. We used to have a kid that, that, that trained with us and, and he, was a, he was a big unit. He was, he was around sort of 100 kilos when he was... Um, like 12, 13, 14 years old. Used to train at another, another, another gym, and in the in the gym, it was absolutely fantastic. He listened really well. He was, was a um, very, very committed when he when he was in the gym. Um, but again, it was it was this little thing of his because his frame and and his size didn't match the the expectations of his age. He kind of got trapped like a, like a man, um, someone with with, with a, a certain level of of maturity on on that. And um, yeah, when it when he when he trained at his other gym, because he got trapped like a a man, he got his coach used to spar with him like he like he was a man. Um, and two like two guys having a spar is different to an adult versus a big junior and the the big junior could obviously could obviously hit he could he could move but he didn't have that kind of confidence to to go with it um 
so that so then when it, if he if he landed on it on his coach, then it, then it, then his coach would 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 up the ante and 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 make it a tougher spar for him, and he ended up taking taking a few legs and, and getting a getting some some quite quite severe sparring sessions um, where where he took a, a a bit of a bit of a beating and, and some uh, and and learned to be basically learned to be a victim. Um, so, although he was big, he was still 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, he learned to be learned to be a victim, and, he, and even when he came to train with me, when he was when he was a little bit older, he 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 was still kind of stuck in that mode. Every time he got hit, he'd kind of revert back to being that that. That scared like 12, 13, 14 year old, um, and it was it was it was frustrating for me as a as a coach because I could see how much potential he had there. He'd just been damaged early on, and he had so much potential, so much possibility because he he could learn and he and he'd do everything correctly. He'd spar and 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 move really well. But then, whenever the, the the sparring got a little bit heavier, and it and maybe he got hurt in, in sparring or whatever, he'd revert back to this like scared little kid. Um, and I can and I can see that I understand it. We we tried we tried working on it and and um, and, and we tried to kind of getting past that. But the the thing is is that. There was so much kind of scar in there. Um, it, it was it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me as a as a coach because, like I say, I could see so much potential. And the thing is, is that this this comes back to taking it back to back to my own coaching. I don't believe that you're you're a coach until the the, the textbook stuff doesn't work. When you when you tell someone all the different kind of learning points when that doesn't work then where do you go so this is where it's it's your ability to adapt as a coach so if you're if you tell someone like this is the way to do it and it doesn't work or they 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 don't get it how many different ways can you how many different ways can you can you repeat that same information in order to get that point across how flexible can you be as a as a coach to to make that an an easier concept for your for your student to understand because as a coach that's what you're there for you're there to impart knowledge so try and trying to get that get that point across when the when the kind of first swing of the bat doesn't connect when you when you're trying to impart that little bit of knowledge and and you've only got one way of explaining it if you've only got one way way of explaining it then this is this is where your your limitation is as a as a coach. That's how you're trying to bring yourself forward. And to be honest, I was I was never a smart learner. I was I was never um, someone that was that would grasp an idea really quickly, really easily. Um, unfortunately, I had a, I always had some great coaches around me. Um, added to the fact that I'm 
just ridiculously stubborn um, and I would ne- I would never give up until until I until I got the idea one of the one of the biggest blocks that I get from a from a coaching perspective at, at the moment is I learn to recognize when people are getting frustrated the the internal dialogue the 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 things that people say to themselves when they don't get it okay some people accept it and go right okay I'm learning right okay these are the adjustments that you have to make and they take a very very positive perspective on it the people that take longer to learn are more brutal with themselves with their internal dialogue so when you see someone make a mistake and then they step start effing and blinding or you start seeing them mumbling at themselves under the breath calling themselves a whole whole manner of different names well okay this is this is frustration and this is energy that could be better better directed into into learning rather than berating yourself okay um this is this is one of the um this is one of the the, the big things that I, that I recognise when 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 teaching people, and also it's giving people a little bit more of a an easier time. I don't expect people to get it first time. If they do, bonus. That's that's happy days. You tell if you tell someone once and they get it straight away, that's like I don't know, probably five percent, five percent of the population will will have that like physical coordination in order to grasp that idea immediately however everyone else you still have to approach it and and go through a a few repetitions before they get it and 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 this is how it works um so yeah moving on um teddy was talking about the um a fighter is not a fighter until there's been a, a pressure test he said that mike tyson um, I can't remember his record and, and, and Ted, Teddy couldn't remember his record either um, but he said if it was if he had 50 wins and 5 losses those 50 wins come from his athletic performance his his knockouts and, and um, it's been a sporting con- uh, conquest it's been a demonstration of his athleticism because Tyson was an absolute monster he was a bull but when he couldn't intimidate intimidate his, his opponent and when he, he couldn't um, like mentally get inside the head before the fight there was a few times where when he, ju- he just didn't cut it and this is, this is when he came up against people like Evander Holyfield and Buster Douglas and people like that people that broke that psychological image and who is it? Um, Bruce Lee said that all our opponents have got this facade, they've got this mask that they hide behind. When that mask doesn't work, then then what? Can you still react and respond as a as a fighter? Can you can you be can you adapt? Can you think outside the box and and come up with different ideas, different approaches? Um, and this. For, for me, this is this is this is one of my things because in my in my fighting career, I, I, I got dropped for I got dropped for eight counts. I got cut. I got hurt. I've got my ribs broken. I've got, damn it! I even I even fought with pneumonia once. 
that one time, one t- the one time that I fought with pneumonia, I, turn, I turned up for the for the weigh-in. I stepped on the scales. I told my I told my coach that um, I'd been asleep for around 16 hours in prior to this. I, I've been quitting waiting the, the the week before. I'd slept for like 16 hours before before the fight. I turned up turned up to turned up to to fight. Um, when I went when I went in, I stepped on the scales, I made weight, and then said that, turned around to my coach and says, oh, "I feel I feel absolutely terrible." Um, coach turned around, says, "Well, the the fight the fight's made. You've you've made weight. If it, if you if you don't get through your medical, then 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 fair enough. However, the the um, so when it went through, when at the at the medical, the 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 doctor listened." Um, and they didn't pick anything up. I felt like absolute death. Um, I was in cold sweats. Uh, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't get warm. I was lethargic. I had no energy. And um, I came, came out in the in the first round, and I just couldn't get moving. I ended up fighting out, out of pure instinct. Um, and I, I, I bit down on my gum shield, uh, and I had to work. And like even even between rounds, I never I never got warm throughout the throughout the whole fight, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. I ended up ended up working and 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 uh, ended up what ended up winning. I took to the won the fight on points, um, but it was a it was a really really close fight. Ended up rematching the the, the same guy for the English title um, about a year later, and and yeah. I, I basically dominated that that fight, but after after the fight, after his first fight, um, I went home. Uh, I didn't even kind of stay after the after the show. Went went straight back. Went climbed into bed. Slept for another like 15, 16 hours. Went to the doctors the next day, and and the doctor had a had a listen, and basically says, yeah, you've got pneumonia. Here's a here's a course of antibiotics. Um, I'll sign you sign you off work for two weeks, and and. It was. It was then I, I recognised the there'd been a, there'd been a slip up on the um, the medical before the fight. I had actually fought with pneumonia uh, and and won, and then and then and then went went on to to get properly diagnosed. And so I think a lot of this is down to my, my was down to my base level fitness. And also my, my my stubbornness, my my determination. I was never like a a big talker, and bizarre as it sounds, like getting into podcasting and and telling these stories now. Um, it was just one of one of them things. I never started shooting my mouth off on on axe kickboxing as it as it was then. The axe kickboxing was the um, Thai boxing forum where. A lot of my bad company friends had, had had start getting involved in the the slagging matches and and stuff like that. Um, I never I never get got drawn into that, um, but I did have more tests. I had I had more tests through my career. I got tested um, with closer bouts, and despite despite the these all these fights now. Um, I'm kind of more grateful of these of these challenges that have taken me to a level where 
I'll, I'll kind of get involved with um, closer bouts. And I, I never I never really enjoyed like first round knockouts, second round knockouts. And I, to be honest, I never really liked knockouts full stop because I was, I was in there, I was trying to invo- like get involved with the sport rather than rather than knocking people out. Um, it just so happened that this is one of the consequences of not not being ready and not 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 preparing. So that there is a there is a genuine risk there. Um, but I certainly had certainly had some tests, uh, and I was able to kind of step my step my game up, even when things weren't going my own way. And th- and this is this is what we. This is what we talked about. The um, Teddy was saying about the the calling the ring the chamber of truth. You can't go lying in there. You can't you can't hide behind ego or words or personas, even even like social media posts and stuff like that. Oh, that's a that's a, a major part of fights and stuff now. Okay, um, but cutting to the chase at the end of the day. You're still gonna be fighting you versus the other person in the ring, so that's where the that's where the the, the truth comes out. You can no longer hide behind behind the words or the or the persona. And for me, this is one of the things that you always used to see a I always used to see like a, a humanoid shape in front of me. It was there was never any personality. It was just a humanoid shape in front of me doing Thai boxing moves, and I and I had to do Thai boxing moves back in order to win. And this is what this was the game. If if it just so happened that I stepped in and landed a landed a, an elbow or landed a, landed a, a big kick and it and it landed on target and it caused a knockout, then okay, it's a, it's an early finish to the game. Um, there was never any vindictiveness. There was never any any malice, and and this is why um, this is this is why I, I'm still friends with all the guys that I've that I've fought fought with. Um, there was never any any kind of bad blood or anything, and and yeah, this is this is why I, I enjoy the sport. One of the one of the big things for for me as a coach is that um, there, there was a mention. Of, of Teddy Atlas when when he was working with um, Tim Tim Bradley um, doing the doing the fireman speech and, and and he was saying like with it within that the fighters can can learn and adapt during during the during the fight they can step up and sometimes, as a as a coach, what you'll see is you know that your fighter has a certain potential, and sometimes you can motivate them to step their game up. Other times, um, fighters might have that potential, but then internally, they they might not step their game up when they when they're faced with the challenge. Um, Okay, well, I'm gonna go against some of the. If you if you've stuck with the with the podcast this long, then um, I've got a couple of couple of stories when I when I've had 
fighters that have basically been been losing the fight. They're, they've come back to the corner, and we've been able to turn turn things around. There was a, there was one with um, Mike Moss, uh, one of one of our fighters from back in like 2012, I think it was 2000, 2012, 2013. Um, Fauna showing Derby. He was on one of the Cy Valley promotions, uh, and he came out in the in the in the first round, and he was getting outpointed, outscored, and 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 basically beaten up for the first for the first two rounds. He um, he came back to the corner. I gave it. I gave him a, a, a bit of a talking to, him, and I can't actually remember what I what I said to him. But the the fact is, is that because I knew his potential and I knew he could do all the things that I was asking of him, he he listened, he adapted, and he was able to to to, to turn the fight round, and he ended up winning on points. This goes for a, another guy as well, um, Chris Markham, when he fought down in Sheffield. That that must have been um, around two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Um, he actually um, got dropped in the second round, and the the, the right was on the on the wall. He um, he got dropped for, with a with a big knee in the in the second round. He came back to the corner, and I and I actually used the 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 Ted the Atlas speech in it in his corner. Um, we've been talking about facing the fire and 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 stepping in stepping in and and working on that determination, and 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 credit to him, he. He stepped up. He stepped his game up, and he ended up winning on points. The, this and these are these are some of the some of the some of the big stories. Um, and seeing how you can adapt and change fighters' perspectives on the fight. If you're going in with a with a negative mindset already, then you're basically setting yourself up to lose. If you go in with a positive mindset and then get challenged. It's down to your adaptability and determination to whether you fulfil your potential or whether you crumble. The fact is, is that when a lot of, a lot of fighters crumble under that pressure, it can be it can be devastating. It can be it can be tough. And I mean, I, I've had uh, one of the, one of my first um, one of my first fighters that I, that I had when we was still based out of fitness first. Um, Danny Little, he did, he did really well. Um, got him fights on 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 Thai fight and fought in over in Thailand and and fought on some massive shows there. He, he was doing really well. He uh, I think he had like eight or nine fights and he, and he was unbeaten. Um, went out to Thailand. He won a won a couple, lost a couple, but they were they were good fights. Um, when he came back, he he had a he had a fight on. Uh, one of Liam Harrison's shows, and yeah, his his opponent dropped out like the day before, and the only option that we had was setting up a a, a big challenge um, with Sam Mugabe. He um, at that at that point, Danny Danny had only had like twelve thirteen fights. Sam Mugabe was it was a I think it was a European type. Title holder. Then um, Sam ended up dropping about seven kilos in 24 hours. 
he bounced that weight back on and it was absolutely huge when, it, when we got into the fight. Um, Danny was doing really well managing the distance and, and lifting his body kick up. He ended up getting dropped at the end of the fifth round and, and counted out. The Afterwards, there was, there was all the excuses came out and blaming, blaming me for, for, for setting him up. Well, the, the choice was either you either fight or you don't. I'd rather I'd rather take take the fight and learn because the the fact is he was doing really well. Danny never never actually fought up at that level again, even even when he moved on, uh, and that was probably his his the the biggest fight of his career, fighting against a a, a current um, European champion after after only like 12, 13 fights. Unfortunately, that that's when it, that's when he lost his mojo and and he didn't. Um, he didn't adapt. He didn't step his game up, and it it is what it is. The um, he had a, he had a lot of potential there, but then decided to move on and, and and never actually kind of achieved that that potential, unfortunately. But hey, like I say, it is what it is. The um, Teddy then went on and they started talking about um, some kind of levels of expectation. And he was saying that he was judging, judging Mike Tyson with a champion's level of, of expectation. When he, when he was talking about all these, all these different things of, um, when he was talking about all these different things of, of how fighters um, react and levels of expectation. Uh, his Teddy Atlas's perspective and. Um, work ethic was founded on on the back of his his father's um, medical background yeah he spent a lot, a lot of time um, a lot of time working in his, in his medical practice and Teddy said that he never actually really saw him that much I was I'm coming from a, a very similar ba- uh, background my, my dad was a was a was an architect and he used to work from sort of Eight till eight till four, he'd come home. I'd see him for maybe half an hour, and then he'd then he'd go off into the into the dining room at, from sort of five through till like sometimes like nine ten o'clock at night. He had a ridiculous work ethic, and he'd do that every single night. Um, the only times when he wasn't doing his um, architecture was was when he when he took me to to rugby, and this was the thing about discipline dedication having a schedule and sticking to the sticking to that schedule despite um a great a great role model and set me up with a a, a good attitude in order to achieve um so so yeah i was always a I was always a little dude on the on the rugby pitch but i was but i was scrappy i was determined my dad, my dad took me to rugby three like three times a week, and then on match days. But the only time that was that was the only real time that I, that I kind of saw my dad um, when it when it when he wasn't when he wasn't working. Um, and this this like ridiculous work ethic of always kind of grinding, always putting in the that that work on the on the extra mile that. 
the the average kind of 39 40 hour a week didn't apply it it'd be doing it'd be doing 70 80 90 hours a week and it and it was it was crazy um it's crazy looking back but that's what's kind of set me on this on this path so so when I when I started tie boxing I carried over the this more is better attitude um and I'd be I'd be doing like two three four hours of 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 training every night um I never had a holiday through my 20s um I started going out to Thailand when I was kind of 18 um I took I didn't take any holidays um going going out and like stunning myself and I was either working at the railway or I was over in Thailand living training and 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 living as a as a fighter out there uh, out of duty gym my um my parents kind of supported me on that but they never really asked any questions they they just they, I don't I don't think they wanted to know the the dangers and and it made me kind of ultimately independent um he saw he saw my work ethic and and, and I think he kind of recognized himself in in me and in the fact that I had that same set that same work ethic um even even to the point where one day we was we was sat having a having a meal after after training um and my dad said that it it, it he'd try and die on a on a non-training day so that so that he didn't upset my training schedule and that he knew that I'd turn up to his funeral well that's a bit of a bit of a dark image and a bit of a dark sense of humor but like I say he saw me go training when my when we, when we buried my, my grandparents um uh, I trained on the same day as, as burying all, all my grandparents um it's, it's been it's been a tough old journey. The thing is, is like been been a been a been a role model and 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 these these kind of life challenges that I've had. Um, I've I've been challenged like mental health wise and working with anxiety and stuff like that. It it just it just is. Um, I mean, there, there, there were times where I never really kind of valued myself in 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 sparring and, and I'd just turn up to sparring and, and stand there like a punch bag. And this, this was this was these are like now I'm recognising these kind of mental health problems that, that I had. Like I say the it, it is what it is. Um and it also taught taught me a lesson I'm now putting a kind of positive reframe around it. What it showed me is that yeah okay I was I was tough even even when standing there not defending it was in a in a kind of perverse way it was almost like self-harming the i was i was just letting people hit me i let let them land land kicks i'd let them let them punch and, and clinch and and all, all these things but i still won't go down and and this is mark uh, a mark of the determination a little bit like i say a little bit twisted and stuff but tough is tough there's a there's a certain element to that to that toughness, and when when two fighters are kind of put together, toughness is in a level of expectation. That toughness is a is a, is a level of expectation, and and you expect fighters to be tough. 
But the fact is, is that when I started to adapt, when I found these things with around kind of flow state and, and being able to break technique down and take a more almost robotic way of translating technique into into movement, into into lists and patterns and, and bring the, the kind of engineer out of myself. What it found was that I was actually smarter than smarter than the average fighter. This is this is why I was able to get to get to the levels that I did, fighting for fighting for world titles and fighting at big stadiums in in Bangkok and and Raj Damon and Lumpini and, and stuff like that. And when when two fighters are matched, toughness is a, is a is a is an expectation. That's why I believe everyone's tough. This is why I believe that even in in the the dark depths of when when people are going through like mental health problems, then the the toughness is still there. This is how you can learn from it. But now, kind of being able to be in there and and get learn that lesson that you are tough and that you are strong, you can now fight smart. You can st- you can start fighting smart, and you can have a more fluid approach to your training. Like I say, toughness is a prerequisite. Smartness, however, is whether you can take a positive mindset from that um, from that journey. You've got you've got you've got two choices. You can either you can either stay a victim, or you can choose to learn. I chose to learn, and this is it. It's a great metaphor for life. There's always going to be times when when you when you push to your limit. There's always going to be times when you're when you're challenged. It's never gonna it's never gonna be easy. But one of the things that, that I'm kind of taking from it is that sheer stubbornness and determination counts for a lot. People come in with lots of excuses, and I accept excuses because that's their model. That's their that's their perspective. But the fact is, is that I I never accepted excuses for myself. So sometimes maybe my expectation is a bit skewed. I am a little bit different. But if you if you wanna if you wanna be a fighter, then there's time there's a time and a place to be using excuses. There's a time and a place where excuses just don't cut it. This is what I liked about the like all the all the Gary Vaynerchuk stuff. It's not about your story. People aren't people don't, aren't really bothered about what your backstory is. They're worried about can you can you offer a service? And this is why my acceptance of this is my my dismissal of excuses because I know that people can always step up. They can always learn. They can always develop. And with it with that positive spin, with that positive angle on it, I think anybody can. Because like I said, I, I was never really a, a big guy. I was never really a, an athletic guy. I've just kind of forged myself that way. It's a tough old journey. It's not for everybody. But what I, what I will say is it's worth it. I've enjoyed it. It's a, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great story uh, and a, 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 a tough challenge. 
But, like I say, something about me and something about the this this story. Um, going through mental health problems, going through physical challenges. It's your attitude of what happens when shit doesn't go your way. Do you adapt or do you give in? Do you look for excuses? I'll leave you with that one. It's um, got a little bit deeper and kind of got sucked in there. But, but yeah, have a, have, a, have a listen to the um, Teddy Atlas podcast. This is where I, with the Teddy Atlas um, podcast with, with with Joe Rogan. And you'll see some of the stories that um, that he shared. And maybe you'll see some of the similarities with what I'm saying. Um, hope you enjoyed it, guys. Maybe a little bit longer than normal. But, hey, it's a story. See you later.